0: There's going to be no fishing for the next few weeks, so we'll probably get a couple of these done, I reckon. Hope so.
1: Hope so. Lockdown special. I hope you're all at home when you're listening. Mm. None of you bastards entering out onto the bank. That's it. Keep it at home.
0: You've uh, caused a bit of controversy. Mm-hmm. I saw that on Facebook today. My feed got filled up.
1: Oh, my goodness. What have you yeah, done? Filled up. It was about four comments. Yeah. Angry <laughs> comments. Uh, yeah, no, I did. Angry comments. Angry people at the minute. Yeah, so I... um. I'm usually uh, Sam is the Instagram guy that's me Pete is the Facebook guy um, but I've ventured out on Facebook out of my out of my known waters out of my territory regretted it um, I just put a post in a group asking if um, just checking I was literally checking that this lake was locked down because there's been a I'm not gonna uh, mention the group or the lake in question um, but there's this uh, Facebook group about a lake just opened up it's a lake that doesn't get any like Um, attention whatsoever Uh, it's very very quiet from what I can gather Um, but someone's decided to open up a Facebook group about it and and kind of you know talk about it it's fine no I'm not dissing that Um, so yeah I just thought I would uh, post in there and just make sure they're all locked down because there was a hell of a lot of people saying oh I'll go and have a look around and check it out see what it's like it's a venue that isn't police there's no bailiffs there or anything like that Um, so yeah I was just, just checking it was shut with the boys but um yeah, they didn't didn't take too kindly to me asking that. So uh, mm. people are so people are so uptight at the minute. Look, this is a terrible thing that's happening, by the way. Um it really is dreadful and, and on a serious note, chances are we're probably all of us are gonna know someone um that is seriously affected by this, um, if not worse. So look, it, it's an, it's a very serious matter. Um I do get that. Uh, You you need to listen to the government guidelines. You need to keep your distance from people, of course. And we need to just deal with this um, and come together and deal with it in the quickest way possible. That being said, people, you know, some of them, they need to lighten up a little bit. You know, it's like everyone on Facebook is all of a sudden uh, a freaking immunology expert. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Everyone gets so uptight and antsy about it. Um, I think a lot of people need to chill the fuck out. Be sensible, but don't be panicked. You know, don't be an idiot. Use common sense. Follow the guidelines. We're going to get through it. It's a tragedy. Of course it is. But at the same time, let's not just go to shit and lose our minds. There we go. Rant over.
0: How, how's it affected you so far, mate? Business-wise, like family life? Mm. What, are your, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, business, it's, it has a f- it's dramatically affected how I'm conducting business um, because I own a, I own two businesses. I own a studio, um, a fitness studio gym. Obviously, that's closed. I've actually, well, I'm in the process of migrating all of those clients to an online model. That doesn't mean, you know, all doing a workout together. Yay. It's not that kind of thing. It's no Jane Fonda stuff. Um, but we're just delivering, we're, we're just ensuring that they've got adequate amounts of support and accountability, um, specific nutritional plans for obviously being on a bit more of a restricted diet. Um, obviously we're giving them workouts as well to keep them, um, keep them moving. And aside from that, just bringing, you know, keeping the community aspect alive, our, our studio, my studio is like a nice little community type thing. It's quite unique. Um, and yeah, just kind of like bringing that online just so everyone's supported so they continue to get results. Um, and that's that really. That's how my business has changed, how business will change going forward. Oh, my other business is uh, more in-depth consultancy-based stuff. That'll change. I mean, that's that's done online. I have clients all over the world with that that'll change in as much as like, we are gonna have an economic crash, right? We are gonna go through a recession. Mm. No one's talking about this, but this is 100% coming. Um, so the reality is as as terrible as this um, COVID-19 is right now, like the as far as business goes, the real hardship will be coming over the coming months and potentially years. Um, so that that's what's gonna affect things long-term. Um, and it's that's not just for my business that's for all businesses um, so yeah I guess that's how how it's affected me in terms of my home life I mean it's just me and my girlfriend um, so that's that's not really been affected I've got a home office with everything I need to work from um, my girlfriend's just you know she's she's happy with sitting on the sofa doing whatever she wants so yeah how about yourself Pete I you've got kids at home whereas i haven't um so i imagine it's turned your world upside down right
0: ah uh, actually it's been a bit of a nightmare uh, i can't complain because everyone's healthy and happy but um so basically how many days we've we been locked down so today is wednesday is wednesday today
1: full lockdown since monday wasn't it that's mm. when he was like look you gotta you gotta stop so we're on <laughs> basically going
0: outside so we're on day yeah. three day three So for me, it's day seven. So my daughter developed a cough, which was just like, if you go online and look at any of the sort of symptomatic videos of coronavirus, she had like the perfect coronavirus cough. Uh, So obviously she couldn't go to school. She can't go to school. So the advice is we have to be sort of self-isolating for two weeks. So it's actually day seven for me, um, which... And my daughter's fine i don't actually think she's got it she's now developed just like a full-blown cough and cold and everything but for safety's sakes we're sort of doing the right things we've not seen any family members we've just sort of uh been at home um living at home without going out for just seven days it's tough let me tell you with three kids who are just desperate to be out and about uh but there we go
1: you've got has uh, been at least right
0: yeah the weather's been great which has really helped. I will tell you what, I have done a lot of work outside. I have <laughs> sorted stuff out. Indoor jobs as well. I've been like Mister DIY. It's been good.
1: Nice, 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 mate. We'll get through it. You'll get through it. Um, your 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 uh, the business. You work through. They'll get through it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You're right. More. Let's let's shift gears onto something even more important. What drink you got? Ooh,
0: so. Uh, it's a funny one mate because we've been locked down um, family members have been going out and collecting some bits for the shop so I asked for some rum I'm quite into my rum at the minute I'm having a bit of rum and coke um, we're on Hello, it, Sailor. this is, I don't know what it is to be honest JW Spicer's dark rum I've got a feeling it's sort of like a Tesco's own brand um, and it's not very nice hmm <laughs> but there we go. Uh, Me and Sam are on a video call here, so there you go, I'll let you see the bottle. I don't know if you've ever seen that before on a supermarket shelf.
1: No, I haven't. Looks a bit Tesco value to me, mate. (laughs) It's just missing the stripes.
0: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty
1: much, but. I wouldn't, do you know what? I wouldn't know know how to distinguish a good rum from a bad rum, to be honest. Yeah, nor do I. To be honest, I've not really drunk a lot of rums. I've
0: basically found a few bottles in the back of our alcohol cupboard. which I've had for years and I was drinking them and just really enjoyed them. So got into it, but I do think I prefer like a spiced rum to a sort of like a, a dark rum. I like a spiced rum, probably a bit girly.
1: I don't like, know. I, uh, mm, Don't know, mate. The Kraken, I had a heavy, heavy night Ooh. on a, I went on a <laughs> date a couple of years ago. I went on the old Kraken heavy night mm-hmm. of it. Don't know if that's a good rum or not, but it you get it. it I see it in a lot of bars um is that a good one
0: yeah uh I like Kraken. I do like it yeah um I find if I have a heavy night on rum it's just hangover central just like no good yeah. for you um yeah same as whiskey isn't it yeah I just I just I've tried my best to like whiskey I'm not a big fan uh, I nearly bought a bottle of the buffalo tray stuff the other day I don't know if you've had that
1: yeah yeah I had that on one of our podcasts. Ah what's it like? It's good. It's nice whiskey.
0: Yeah, you've turned your camera off, so that yeah. means you're doing something weird.
1: <laughs> I'm get I'm in a group chat for Horseshoe Lake and it oh, is okay. kicking off right now, so I'm trying to I'm trying to mute it um so it doesn't keep vibrating uh, um because my phone vibrates and it's next to my boom that holds my mic so what's the yeah, deal with horseshoes it's...
0: carp society isn't it can anyone can anyone fish That's that right. or do you have to be a member
1: uh not at the minute it's so all shut up <laughs> <laughs> it's totally shut even to um even to its members no so the way it works is you can you can you can pay for uh a, 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 essentially it's a day ticket mm-hmm. you have to join the carp society um which is 25 quid you get a magazine with it that's pretty much it. you're supporting the society of course um and then you you're then you're able to pay for x amount of hours on on the bank and you go th- it's a gated system and yeah they've got it sussed over there so it's it's kind of different from a typical day ticket um but you can also have a annual ticket. i think they do a i think they do a winter ticket as well um Yeah, I think they do a winter ticket or an annual ticket. Uh, It's about 450 quid, I think. Nearly bought one, actually. Um, But I didn't. Um, So, yeah. That's the deal with it. It's a busy fishery. It's not a lovely fish in there. Obviously, a bit of a history place. um, But it's quite busy, I think. So, uh, not not somewhere that I'm too inclined to fish. But um, I'm in the group, nonetheless. It's interesting to me. I might do a bit of time on there, you know, see what, see what happens.
0: Yeah. How far is that from you?
1: Um, I don't know. It's not close, is it? Half half Oh, is that it? 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not far, mate. No, no, no. What's that in, uh, in Cornish speak? It's about Bob Mintotrero. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense to you? Put your foot down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it, mate. <clears throat> but yeah, this um anyway, my drink is oh, gone. Uh, on. Go on. <laughs> mm. My drink, obviously using the uh, the carpangler chronicles whiskey glasses. Mm-hmm. Um I'm on whiskey again. Obviously, I always have a whiskey for this podcast. I've got The Woodsman, and it's in a very attractive bottle. Mm. Um you can see that peeps are on a video call. If anyone's interested in it, go on to our Instagram page and uh and check it out give it a like uh yeah the woodsman it's a blend it's a blended scotch whiskey it's in a nice uh kind of wood wood effect bottle um most importantly taste wise it's quite nice well, i'd say it's like uh in terms of like how it's it's like a medium it's it's not a light whiskey i'd put it at medium uh, it's got a bit of sweetness to it um yeah, it's nice. Again, I'm by no means an expert. Um, but it's, uh, it's quite pleasing. Easy drinking. I'll probably buy this again, actually. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll read you the little blurb. Great barrels make for great-tasting whiskey. We use a mix of freshly built oak casks and double-scorched bourbon barrels, making the woodsman especially smooth. Sweet with a hint of smoke. I'd say that's probably a good description yeah there we go also side note first first alcoholic drink i've had for two weeks get you this uh lockdown couldn't come at a worse time for
0: us carp anglers because it is killing me being out in the garden every day the sun is out like leaves are starting to appear on the trees we're getting sort of buds showing um yeah i just want to be out fishing badly i have been suffering. Today I had a bit of a down day to be honest. I got my jobs down and all I wanted to do, I took the dog for a walk just go fishing. All right. That's all I wanted to do. It's all I could think about. Yeah, hard. Have you um been fishing since our On The Bank special? What are you trying to say?
1: You don't go fishing. I thought you were trying to say that I've been out during lockdown. Um, have I been... Since our on the bank special, uh yeah. Yeah, I, I got a, a ticket for a new lake. Um I went to fish there to do a night. I, I told you about that actually. Send your pick. Long long story. long story short, I uh I couldn't I, I had to return home um yeah. that night. Yeah. So uh unfortunately I didn't fish it. So no, I actually haven't um put a bit of time in on the, the big pit that I've just joined um just kind of you know trying to map it out it's it's a big old place um way 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 over 100 acres um so yeah it's gonna take a bit of work on that front so i've been putting the work in um haven't actually been fishing no and i have uh been putting a bit of bait in on another lake um although obviously can't do that now because uh, the lake is shut not allowed to go there even to bait up which is a shame because I tell you what, like no one's going to be fishing for quite a few weeks. This would be perfect opportunity to get some spots going regularly bait up, you know, just, just prime your spots for when this lockdown ends and then go out. This is similar tactics to what I did on this pit, not the big one, the other one with the the small head of carp that I mentioned to you. Um, I was baiting it every other night um, for, uh, I think it was like three weeks
0: Mm.
1: two three weeks and um and then i had a really really good result on on that place it's hard lake there's not many fishing that's the way to go and and this time of year especially they're, they're turning on the feed now now is the time you want to be getting those spots going for sure because they will be feeding up so pre-baiting it always works at most times of the year but um, probably none more so than now, I would say. So, yeah, it's a bit of a shame we can't go out and at least bait up. What about
0: your big pit? Surely it's that, um, public right-of-way, isn't it? Is it footpath? You could do your daily exercise, go for a run with a bag of boilies and a throwing stick.
1: <laughs> I could, yeah. You No, you're absolutely... You can't use a throwing stick there. The bird life would... <laughs> oh, just, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah forget it um but yeah absolutely you're you're hundred percent right yeah and and that's the plan there there's part of it that's um part of it is public access, but the bits that are public access aren't the bits that you'd fish if that makes okay. sense, mm-hmm. so no real point baiting up an area that I couldn't fish <laughs> it, it, kind of counterintuitive <clears throat> um but yeah i mean i'll I'll probably go out there for a bit of exercise keep my distance obviously just uh just to clap eyes on the water you know and and uh get the old binos out binoculars out see if see if anything's moving and and what have you as with any lake but particularly big pits there's all tales of oh they're in this area in in the spring when it wakes up they're always in this area and you kind of you're you take notes of it but you always take it with a p- pinch of salt as well um so it'd be good to get out yeah. just anywhere on there just with the binoculars just to kind of um, figure out where they are see if I can see them show um, and there yeah how myself into it as soon as, as, soon as um, lockdown allows which that's it which really I, think, I mean it's
0: go on I think in, yeah, I, th- I think lockdown's gonna be a lot more than three weeks mate as well they said three weeks I think at the end of the three weeks I'll probably dish out another three weeks that's
1: my thoughts <laughs> I mean, look, I think it's probably a good idea. I don't want it to happen, but I I want, you know, this this I want us to get out of this COVID thing as, as soon as possible for many different reasons. So, whilst no one wants to do that, it's probably not a bad idea that it happens. No.
0: No. I 100% agree mate. It's uh yeah, needs to happen.
1: Yeah, they might I mean, some they might relax some rules maybe. I don't know. Um not after I Think three weeks. they're gonna break us in slowly. I think I think no? it's
0: gonna get worse before it gets better, mate. I think I think you'll they'll get super strict. I do. I think you'll see the army on the streets before they uh before it gets better.
1: Um, the army on the streets
0: before. Yeah. yeah, mate, you see it over over Europe. They're sort of led doing it. Um in America. In fact today I saw the first post um of British troops on the streets. For actually anybody who's interested, um, there's a group, well, as Telegram. If anyone uses Telegram, do you use Telegram at all, Sam? What's that? Uh, it's like a uh, WhatsApp. Telegram? No, 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 no. It's like, it's an app. It's like WhatsApp, basically. Um, it's really good for sort of uh, group chats and stuff. I use it for a lot of my sort of cryptocurrency groups and stuff. Um, but there's a uh, some really good, good sort of coronavirus groups on there and one of them is just like a news feed with news from all over the world and drops things in uh, I actually saw sort of photos of British troops on the streets today so I think in parts of London um, you're seeing sort of like an army presence sort of asking people to stay indoors basically uh, scary, scary times
1: yeah yeah absolutely Um yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I'm um, just, um, yeah. What did what are they doing on the streets though? Like what what do they actually do?
0: I think they're just out there making make, um, sort of policing people, aren't they? They're just making sure people are. Well, they'll, they'll ask you, I guess, if you're driving somewhere. You'll start to see checkpoints appearing. Um, they'll ask you sort of where you're going, what you're doing, that sort of thing. And I think you'll start to see sort of fines and people being arrested. Uh, for being out of their homes when they shouldn't be, basically. Wow. Really? 100%. Yeah. It's uh, martial law. Oh. I don't know if you're sort of aware of sort of George Orwell's sort of work. No? George Orwell? You, you're asked, you're
1: asking the wrong yeah. guy. It's uh, sort of <laughs> no, just quite draconian,
0: think. isn't it? Like a super state. Um, but yeah. There we go. Conspiracy
1: theories. <laughs> Mm. what do you mean i know what you mean by draconian but you what where does the uh conspiracy theory come into this are you are you wanting to say something that you're not saying Pete? no i mean
0: no i'm i i i'm fully sort of um of a belief that this is a very very serious sort of virus um yeah but there's a lot of a lot of people out there in the internet land um who believe it's just sort of like a, a big sort of um sort of game almost for, for governments of the world to see how they can control a population. I think there's over 25%, I think I read today, over 25% of the world's population currently under lockdown sort of being told to stay in their homes, which is massive. I mean, that's unprecedented, isn't it? Nothing in the history of the world has ever, ever happened like that. Uh, it's quite sort of scary. We're, just, we're all in sort of like free countries and we're all staying in it. I completely agree for the right reasons. Um I mean, I have, like I say, this is day seven for me. Um, and we've done it sort of by the book. I don't want to go out there. I could be asymptomatic. We all could be in this house. Um, we could be carrying it and I could go out and just, They think it's on average, one person infects three other people. With the flu, it's something like one person infects sort of like 0.8 people. But with this, it's sort of over three. Um, you are You're expected to... To sort of um to get ill, so it's 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 quite scary. Um, I'm doing it by the book, but there's a lot of people out there who think it's just a big sort of um. I guess like a game, not a game, but like an experiment um, to see how they can test of power, yeah, control people.
1: Sounds like some bullshit to me. I Mm. think it's a very real. um, (laughs) I think it's a very real um, thing. And uh, yeah, you're always gonna get some conspiracy theorists thinking everything is something that it's not, aren't you? Um, who knows? But uh, I think it's, I think it's very, very real. Um, it's an interesting time, I and mean, it's like a big mark in history, really, isn't it? Um, it's interesting. There's always it's fucking terrible, but there's always upsides to it. So, like anyone listening, just what I would say is for what it's worth, just make sure that you're looking at the upsides and gleaming what you can from it, you know? Is it is it left you like in some financial shit, then you probably need to to make your finances more solid, you know? Mm. Is it um fucking with your happiness? then you, you probably need to make sure that your happiness is more solid I understand that's easier said than done some people obviously um, suffer with depression and anxiety that's something totally different and obviously this is going to exasperate that but if it's if you don't suffer with those things but this is getting you down that's probably a sign that you know you, that there's some room to grow mentally and I could keep going on in all areas you know if it's making you argue shitloads with your missus yeah probably got some issues there you know it, it whatever it is you know just Look at it. That well, this is shining a light on some areas that that maybe I could uh, make better in my life, and that's one positive that you can get from it. Another one from me, obviously, I'm you know a, a health guy. Um, everyone's always moaning they don't have time to get in shape. But guess what? You got time to get in shape right now. You got time to work out. Um, use it. Do that. Take advantage of it. Th- there's some upsides from this for sure. You just want to make sure that you're taking advantage of them um you know you want to be the uh you want to be the thermostat not the thermometer it's one of my old I like it mentors told me yeah it's a good one isn't it yeah i like that yeah
0: mm-hmm. so i actually mate believe it or not i went for a run two nights ago nice i was that i was just that stir crazy from being at home and it made me feel pretty good and um mm. that joe wicks guy the body coach he's doing like kids pe class every morning mm-hmm. it's just a little mm-hmm. circuit in his living mm-hmm. room and like we've all been doing yeah. that mate it's been good fun to be honest the kids love it running around like jumping around like Spider-Man and stuff <laughs> it's actually quite quite tough i did i did the full workout this morning and uh i was feeling the burn
1: <laughs> nice <laughs> I'm mate i'm so unfit yeah. he's awesome isn't yeah. he yeah uh,
0: he's quite good to be honest yeah it's a good
1: laugh i mean his character is right for it uh, he's got the right character for I it. I think so. Shit shit work crap workouts. But uh he's got the good, he's got the right character you for it. You tell me you're, I mean.
0: the, you're the you're a pro, not me. Yeah. Do you know what? I've actually done my level two fitness instructor course, so I tell you that.
1: Nice. I believe you're a sports scientist, right? right mate,
0: hundred percent. Through and through. And geography. You've got to tie a bit of geography into that
1: you're you're a qualified sports scientist I know that you uh, you got a degree in geography as well
0: yeah sports science and geography
1: all right nice
0: never use it very nice the only guy. thing it got me is my, my right. job currently you had to have a degree to get the job and that's the only thing it's ever helped me with I wouldn't even recommend my kids nice to thing. go to uni ever unless they went to uni and they were going to get something out of it if they were going to be a physiotherapist. And they had a job lined up with the NHS afterwards or something. I'd be like, "Yeah, go for it."
1: Uh, but yeah, lawyer, doctor, obviously, yeah. it's essential. But sports science, <clears throat> uh-uh. yeah. waste of time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. mate. Anyway, did, let, let's let's this is a fishing podcast, right? Let's have enough. Uh, there's enough of the uh, what's it, government finance COVID talk. What's uh, if anything? What is new in your world of angling? Uh okay, nothing
0: new, but I've it's I've um I bought this a few months ago, well it's actually when I bought my shelter, so my Tempest Broly that you hate. Um one of the reasons I went for the Tempest was because my son keeps saying to me how he wants to come fishing. So we can go camping basically. Uh so they do like a, a front extension for it, which I've had for months and months bought it off eBay. And um, it's just been sat at work, never never used it. So my mate is, um, who's still going into work to sort of monitor the plant room equipment and everything whilst I'm sort of stuck here. He's uh, got to do an essential trip to the town I live in uh, to collect some dog food tomorrow. So he's going to drop that in. So me and Harry are going to test out my uh, utility front for the Tempest Broly and we're going to go camping in the garden, which I'm quite excited about. I'm
1: actually really excited. Amazing. <laughs> yeah how yeah. old's harry what's that sorry how old is harry he's six now mate yeah six turned six a few weeks ago oh i had a little song i used to sing when i was six go on i used to honestly all the time i sang sexy 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 wow it. mm-hmm Yeah, honestly, I used to, I I had a, ah, that's actually an, uh, I wonder if I've still got that. I had a green, a small green book of different fish. Um, and I wrote six and sex. What I thought was me spelling sex all over that thing. Um, I will, when next time I'm, I think it's in my parents roof, I'll go and try and find it and I'll take a picture. I'll put it on Instagram. Uh. God, I totally forgot about that. Nice, good memory. Yeah, uh, me.
0: <laughs> we, we we're talking about fond memories, and I was saying about yeah. the first fish I caught was a mullet. I've, uh, do you remember yeah. that? The other pod. I've actually yeah. found a photo of, of me and do. the mullet, so I'll uh, I'll send that across to you. You can do a throwback Thursday to me when I was like five, four, five, six. I don't know how old I was. Uh,
1: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll do, do that, that, and I'll try and find my book. I was buzzing yeah. when I did. I tell you, you I found it, my yes. old. Did I tell you I found my old uh, notebook? You know when we were at the, uh, at the, um, at one of our favorite lakes, where we was getting in the boat and stuff. You know the lake. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. Ghost Lake. Let's call it Ghost Lake. Okay. Um, I found the notebook. You remember you bought it for me. You bought one. You bought me one.
0: Dude, I've still got that in my fishing bag. Shows how often I write in
1: it. Right. Oh, as in it's not filled out. Like, I probably did four sessions. <laughs> I definitely did more than four sessions. That thing. Yes. Nice. Yeah. 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 And and the our target fish, which you caught first, which we spoke about on the podcast, we caught it on the same moon phase, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, that's what this says. Oh, yeah. you've got <laughs> But they were... That,
0: what? I thought you remembered that, but even uh it was—it was the same moon phase.
1: No, yeah, I'm, I've got my book here.
0: I'm reading you, it. Nice. Go on, put it up to the camera. Really? I know no one else can see this, but I want to see it. You
1: see it? Yeah,
0: I see it. I see it. Do you know what it was really weird about that? It's like you sent me the uh, the Carpangler Chronicles sort of whiskey glass in the post, and mm-hmm. like we've not seen each other in the flesh for sort of five or six years, and. Uh, Mm-hmm. I instantly recognised your handwriting which is a weird thing isn't it I knew it was from you instantly where? you wrote on the oh on the, the p- package yeah and I just instantly really? was like Sam that's some Sam I was like what's he
1: sending me this is weird <laughs> wow <laughs> I yeah. bet that made you nervous wow that's bizarre mate isn't it yeah 100% really just... yeah.
0: it's from when you were at work do you know what so this is another one so we used to work together at a holiday park Sam was sort of like the boss of the department I was his little bitch like uh, second in command and uh two IC. I I, remember he always used to leave me handover notes for his days off which were quite regular actually he had a lot of days off which looking <laughs> back <laughs> but one of the handover notes he left me a note to tell me I had to fire two girls can you remember that now, bearing in mind I was like I was like no. I was like 18 or 19 and I just thought sort of like it was a summer job from uni. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck. Like, he's being serious here.
1: And yeah, these girls come in, they were terrible. Can you remember them? We used to have oh, like radios. I, I had so many, so many bad employees there. Who was it?
0: I can't remember their names. There's a couple of girls. They used to drive in from Bodmin. Uh, oh, I remember God. like we stayed behind work, sort of like going over. Like they had little radios, but they were really strict on the radio calls, weren't they? Sort of like you had to do the radio properly, and it was sort of like like Pete to Sam, copy. Yeah, and they had different codes for different things, and codes for incidents, and all the things. And code three. Yeah. So, sort of, yeah, code three, um, and yeah. Uh, you asked me to fire them. And I remember they came into work and I just sort of sent everyone off and just sat them down and was like, right, guys. <laughs> they took it really well. They knew they was shit. <laughs> but the woman yeah. from the office, oh, whose name was Jane. I remember, remember Jane in the office? Yeah, I remember Jane. Yeah. Yeah, she big wasn't Jane. a big fan of yours. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, she didn't like me. <laughs> no, she was just like, Mate. came in. She was like, Are you serious? You've just fired them? She was so angry because you hadn't fired them and left me a note.
1: (laughs) I know. I'm sorry, mate. You know what I'm like? I would have found that hilarious when I was writing that note. And the other one I can
0: remember, mate, and you remember the interviews. Yeah, go on. on. You're going to sit in on the interviews, and there was a lad called Dwayne. Yes, I did. His surname was Cock. (laughs) And you were like, (laughs) you were just like, mate. You're like, yeah, so, uh, no, I see Dwayne. What's your name? And he was like, Dwayne. And you're like, yeah, surname. He was like, cock. (laughs) And straight away, obviously, we're like little kids, like, (laughs) and then you're like, how do you, how do you spell that? (laughs) He was just like, (laughs) C-O-C-K. Oh my God. And you, his interview was terrible. His interview was so bad, but you felt so bad because we basically bullied him that you gave him the job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, Matt, we used to hire so many bad people there. Yeah. It's like a seasonal job, so you just got to get loads of youngsters in. Good times, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good times, to be honest. <laughs> really, I can think <laughs> of some new stories now. now. I won't go into it now. It's boring for people. No, mate. There's a lot we shouldn't go into, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Anyway, the uh, your 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 target fish from the our first cut sort of like proper water with, with the boat and everything. Do you remember what bait you caught it on? Pop quiz? No. My Oh god, no, I don't. Uh nomale? Mm. Nope. It wasn't Namale. It wasn't our own bait, no? No. Do you remember what the win was? <laughs> no. It was a westerly. The pressure had dropped. What date was it? Um, it was f- fairly windy. The 17th. Of what year? The 17th of what year? It, it was the 17th of January 2012. Oh, nice. Yeah. 17th of January 2012. I got there on the Damn. 16th though. Eight years, man. That's mad. Over eight Over eight years ago. Yeah. You caught it on um, the mackerel was it that we spoke about before tipped off with a pineapple and lacto b pop-up
0: homemade one of my homemade pops yeah
1: that's what did it Yep. Yeah. did you put did you put pineapple in it must have you tell me like, it, do you know what now, now you say that slash
0: so that lacto b we were talking about that that the uh that's the stuff that's in live system isn't it like that that creamy palatant. Um, and yeah, I remember that now. Um, it was, yeah, pineapple with Lacto B, sort of the enhancer in there. And I remember I didn't have any um, any sort of colorings or dye for that sort of batch of pop-ups. So they were just made sort of like just a natural base mix color, like the Polaris or whatever pop-up mm. mix I was using at the time. I remember that. You see, I'd like to make some of them again. I really would. Mm. Yeah, that was, they were good. I remember now. Do you know where, um, no, no, I don't actually. I was going to say, do you know where I got that recipe from? But that was a different pop-up.
1: Uh, I have no idea, bud. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, no, was something else. Um, I caught, I caught, I caught four fish that session, which is pretty good. Mm. Four fish. We had champagne as well. I'm just reading through the notes. That, I remember. Some champagne.
0: Yeah, because I brought that along because yeah. I asked you to be my best man. So I thought, I'll bring this yeah. along. Then I caught your target fish that you were really wanted to catch. And then I was like, champagne? And you're just sort of like sulking away, fucking miserable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good reading through these notes. Like, it just brings it back, doesn't it?
0: Mm. The, only, the only ones I've got, I've got written down anyway. in mine are uh, from the syndicate. Remember the syndicate we joined? Yeah, um, that's the only notes I've got God in there. Place. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it.
1: Didn't, right, enjoy, didn't it. enjoy it either. No,
0: I might start using mine again because now I've got a water in mind, and I'm going to do a bit of a campaign. Um,
1: I should probably start
0: making some notes. Uh, so, anyway, mate, since that yeah. since our on the bank potty, I uh, I did do another night. I got another night in pretty soon. Baited up through the week. Mm. Same spots, and I blanked. Oh, you know that I fished anyway, don't you? Because I took the photos, and then you put it up on Instagram that my bivvy was a brothel.
1: <laughs> oh, what was that all about? You had like a red light in there, and everything else is like dark. Mm. It was weird. But it
0: was nighttime. Um, yeah. So I'm new to sort of DSLR cameras and stuff, so I was playing around with the shutter speed. Um, it's amazing what you can pick up at night. Literally amazing with a super slow shutter speed. I cannot believe cameras can do that, to be honest. Like, no flash, just literally moonlight. Um, It was picking up stuff on the other side of the bank. It was like daylight in the photography. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, But the red light thing. No insects. That's that's a thing. Um, So, like, when I buy a head torch... There's so many different options out there. I always try and buy one that's got like the small little like red LEDs. So when I'm just like sat in the bivy or whatever and I'm just doing stuff and I can Ooh. tie up a rig or something, I always go red LED so you don't attract like the daddy long legs and the moths and stuff to fly at your face. Um and you're pulling that face, so it's again, a top we're on. Tip. Yeah, it's a top tip. Mate. I cannot believe you, you can't remember this because Sam's got like a, a phobia of flying shit. Anything that sort of flies, Whoa. you're not a fan.
1: Hold up. Hold the fuck up. And you I used to insist phobia. if
0: I went in your brolly or something, you used to insist that my head torch was on the red light. If I had the normal <laughs> light on, you used to kick <laughs> off at me. And then I put the red light on in my bivvy and you put it on Instagram saying it's a brothel, saying I'm chatting shit about insects. That was your rule.
1: I've got no recollection of a red light mate. I don't think mm. that's right. I think no, definitely me with someone else. A Maybe. red light? I never had yeah. a my head torch doesn't have a red light. How about that? The the head torch you... that I've had for years and like probably 15 years or something ridiculous doesn't have a red light. The so green Petzl. Yeah, the green Petzl. I remember it, yeah. Do you remember when I got when I panicked you I had coffee all over it after I went to the <laughs>
0: Yeah, dude. That's another story. You had the shits, didn't you? On the bank. Bad times.
1: I had the shits. <laughs> yeah, I had the shits. And I, I went off and obviously did, did my business and um came back. And uh, there was brown, like very convincing brown all over my head torch band. <laughs> Pete noticed it and freaked out. But somehow my coffee had leaked in my bag and got like granule coffee, like goes all kind of coagulated on it, on the band. Freaked you out a bit.
0: But yeah. Anyway, yeah. Red light for any of the guys who don't like flying insects, like Sam, who insisted upon this rule back in the day. Who's forgotten his own rule, but red light um, in the bivvy, uh, you don't distract as anywhere near as many flying bugs. Um, and I think it's sort of like my. I've, so I I've bought a little bivy light. Um, so, and it's got a red light and a, a white light option. And yeah, red light's pretty good. No issues bought a bivvy light. Mm. It's really, really good to be honest. Um, It's not original. Is that necessary? It's not necessary, no, but it's it's just a nice comfort, especially in the winter when you spend the whole night in darkness from four o'clock till seven o'clock the following morning. It's a nice little touch, mate, to be honest. I
1: quite enjoy it you mm, you've got very, very uh, kind of mainstream commercial.
0: Yeah, maybe. I like a few comforts now. I think it's a, a coming-of-age thing. Mm. Um, and I often buy things like that. as Because obviously with having like kids and stuff, and I've had one child, and then just started fishing again, and then another child comes along. And I've done this three times now. So a lot of the time when I'm not fishing, um, because of having kids, I've had sort of long layoffs, I buy stuff. I have a fishing fix i buy little gadgets to be honest that was one of the ones i got uh, i like it it's really good what i don't mm. like is you know what i'm like i'm I'm pretty tight i bought a cheap cheap one uh and it started going a bit glitchy already i should have just spent the money and got like a ridge monkey one or something but
1: yeah it's good mm. what about you yeah. any fishing gadgets well, I, don't... I don't see the need for that shit i mean I understand coming of age you want it to be more comfortable but nah, I'm older than you and I've had more kids than you. So I think your your excuses are <laughs> I don't think bad. you have had more kids than me, have you? Yeah.
0: Unless you're not telling me something.
1: What how many have you had? Three. <clears throat> you're you're on three, right? Yeah. I got I got three. Yeah, where we go then. There we go. Equals. No, I just I I don't have any uh, bivy lights or or any tech like that. Um, actually, I've got a um, a battery pack. I guess you could class that as some tech, something that I never used to have, but um, it's a good bit good good thing to have. I think a battery pack. Don't always use it, but um, if I need to charge my phone up, it's all, like sometimes with with my businesses, it it's like always in use, so it drains down. So I have that, but I think that's, other than a head torch, that is the only tech I have. Um, yeah, not really into anything. Ooh, talking of tech, something that you could talk about, um, which I'm sure some people will find interesting. Again, not a big believer in these. Mm-hmm. Not really a supporter in them, but drones. Yeah. I know you've, uh, you're have you quite experienced with, with drones compared to the average man. What's... Um, What's been your findings with drones? Do you think they've got their place in angling? Do you think it's right? Do you think it's cheating? Do you think it's an edge? What are your thoughts? Do you know what, mate? So since I've
0: had a drone, I haven't actually got one at the moment. Um, I was mainly fishing sort of day ticket waters. And I would never fly up a drone on a day ticket water with other people fishing. I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, it's just not for me. You go fishing for a bit of peace and quiet. and, But yeah. um, Do they have their place? The lake I'm fishing now on a quiet sort of day? Would I put a drone up in the air? Yeah, 100%. You just, a bird's eye view from the water, you're seeing sort of loads of different features that you wouldn't normally see. Weed beds, where the weed beds are, big holes in the weed. Um, uh, It's a completely different perspective and it's an eye open 100%. Um I don't necessarily know about fish finding. I see it all the time on YouTube and stuff. Um these sort of like heavily stocked sort of like day ticket waters. And there you can just see like hundreds of fish sort of shoulder up, grouped together. A lot of the lakes I fish, I don't necessarily think it would help me on the fish finding front. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think it's a huge Huge sort of uh, eye-opener. You see everything from a different perspective. And until, I guess, you're into a water and you sort of fly a drone up over it, um, you, you don't really experience it, so you don't really know. There's a lot of sort of naysayers out there. Um, but I just think, yeah, number one, they're pretty cool. It's actually a really good hobby if you get into it. Um, <clears> There's <throat> some serious sort of uh, uh, people out there who, who take drones as a very, very serious serious hobby and um, I don't know so on that that front they're they're pretty cool Uh, you can do a lot of stuff with them from a fishing perspective yeah I think it can really open your eyes to a certain water Um, yeah makes things easier I think you feature find with it Um, and that's about it really Um, but for anyone doing that I'd recommend you buy sort of like a a semi-decent drone you know you don't want to get any old Uh, drone it's going to sort of fly away in the wind you'd want to sort of get something at least with like a gps lock on it uh, so it's going to hover stable uh, and a movable gimbal as well so you want something where you can move the camera up and down uh, if you're just taking still shots like stability isn't a big issue you don't necessarily need the cinematic footage but you want something with a remote camera i'd say so you can sort of pitch the camera to get your to get the, the view of the lake that you wanted um, but why'd you ask sam are you sort of looking at getting something
1: no i mean i was uh no i asked just because i thought it was something that you could speak on um and and people might be interested i was um i asked you about one didn't i i nearly bought one the other weekend not really for fishing but just for i mean i'm into my photography um for for quite a few years now quite quite fairly big way um i would love to get a drone and get some drone shots We, we go out um I mean, there's a lot of scenery that we go to. Like, we're big into the outdoors, hiking and different things like that. There's some stunning places um, around here and around, like, Wales and Scotland we go to that drone would just look amazing. So for that reason, I'd love to. As well as that, you know, just getting some aerial shots of, like, the water park or something like that would just be great, but more for a photography thing rather than, like, finding some spots. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I don't know if it's it's the kind of like the bait boat thing. I can't help it. Even after all these years of, you know, bait boats are obviously been going for a very long time. I still just kind of see them as cheating. Mm. And uh, I really do. I, I, and I can't get past that. I'm not like, if you want to use a bait, look, go and, f- go and catch fish however you want to catch fish. But you know, it's not get bent up about it. But me personally, <clears throat> I wouldn't, I, I just, I just, I don't really, this just not quite cricket for me. And drones. I don't know if I feel the same about that. I mean, I guess I'd put them in the same, same situation, same boat. Really, kind of feels like cheating a little bit, um, if I'm honest. That being said, I mean, I can just see how looking at the lake from an aerial perspective would be such a game changer. And do you know what? I'm a bit of a hypocrite because when I target a new lake, first thing I'm doing before I even visit it usually is I'm I'm looking on Google uh-huh. Earth. I'm looking on the, the iPhone maps. I'm looking at it. all of the images I can get of it above multi-map although I don't think that's going now. Um, and I'm happy with that. Why would it be a different flying up a bit of plastic <clears> and looking at it myself? I don't know. Just I'm uh, I i just I've, I'm not saying I definitely think it's cheating. I'm just saying I've got a question mark over it. Uh, if that makes sense.
0: So today I've missed my drone. So I sold it with a view to buy another one and then Financially, different things have happened, and I've sort of had to put it on the back burner for a bit. Um, But like today, so uh, obviously we're we're sort of in lockdown, um, but sort of like I'm going out to take the dog for a walk. So what I've done today is I've just looked, like the town where I live, I've just looked at loads of different um, lakes. I've been on Google Earth. I've looked for lakes in the surrounding sort of fields, countryside and stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm just going to go and check out some of these little ponds. Uh, take the dog for a walk and there's a couple and they're pretty inaccessible I'm gonna have to start climbing through hedges and stuff and it wasn't really right with the dog and there's people about like looking and I was thinking do you know what I just wish I had my drone I could just fly my drone over have a little look uh perfect it's a little bit voyeuristic isn't it it's a little bit wrong on many levels it's someone's private lake and I'm just having a little sneaky peek um but, yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty harmless. But, yeah, that's why I was missing mm. it today. Uh, that would have been perfect.
1: On the flip side, if someone was flying one in my garden, I'd be pretty pissed yeah, Of course. Out, you know, do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Uh,
0: so these it, are it, fields in the middle of easy nowhere. It's not like someone's backyard.
1: Yeah, yeah I, know. I know. I know. I know, mate. I know. I mean, look, I would never condone trespassing. But if, it, you know, if you did, if you've got a dog with you, oh, my dog ran off. I had to go and catch it you got a dog? You got quite a good... No, 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 I'm saying... Oh, you. okay, go well, on, go on. You did... If you had decided to, to be, you know, um, despicable and jump over the fence and have a look at this mm-hmm. um, lake, you had your dog with you, I suppose, you know, if you were so inclined, that would be a good alibi. Not that I would ever use that Ooh. as an alibi. I, I didn't it think in about that. Minute. Got my dog. Yeah. You know, fucking thing keeps running <laughs> off. I'm so sorry. He's, he's in for it. You raise your whip. He'd be like, "No, no, no, no! Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine." You'd be like, "No, I'm gonna give it. Honestly, don't worry. Don't worry. All right, cool. Any fish in there? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Boom. <laughs> You're in. Um, no. In all honesty, no. I'm I'm dicking around. Uh, I don't think people should go and if you find a water right um, out in the public near you, maybe or somewhere else, and it's private. It's not for fishing. It's just on someone's land. Don't ruin your chances by just going and trying to guest it or whatever. Go and speak to the owner. You know, it, it, if it's in the middle of nowhere, it's not in their back, you know, it's not on someone's manor or anything like that. It's just on their land. They're probably going to be more than happy for you to to, to, to to fish it, you know, if you if you bung them a couple of quid. Mm. Um, I know our mate that we've mentioned before, Adam Roots, that, that's what he does. Well, that's what he used to do. Just find random lakes. Find out who owns them. Go and ask them gets permission um he's had a lake for god like 20 30 years just by doing exactly that um he's obviously (laughs) become good friends with the owners he's had access to that lake alone no one else for Mm -hmm. 20 30 years i don't know how long long time they even let him put an otter fence around it and everything so you never know what what would happen as a result so yeah, nothing wrong with going out. That being said, I mean, up this way certainly. That the, I mean, the, I mean, the Cotswolds. The chances of that are, are much slimmer than they are down in Cornwall. In Cornwall, there are, I think, a lot more. There's a lot more scope for that kind of thing in Cornwall. I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. That's my experience. Mm. So funny you say that. I actually got
0: busted at a lake. Uh, just after my son was born. It's a lake we had spoke about. Uh, it used to be a lake that was on was on a on a sort of a a local club ticket privately owned no longer on the club ticket uh, rumours that used to have like a few 30 pounders in I don't think that's ever true having spoken to the owner um, I got busted walking around there uh, it's near a train station don't know if that helps you we'll talk about it off pod anyway but I got busted um, I had my son who was a baby and I was walking around this lake with a baby and the guy was just like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just checking out your lake. <laughs> I was quite honest with him um, and he actually sort of said to me, like, oh, anytime you sort of want to bring your son for a walk around, like, feel free. He was really nice about it. We had a good chat about fishing and he had recently actually stocked it with an outrageous number of carp. Um, fingerlings, like not big fish at all. Uh, but loads of them, just just for himself, or, yeah, for privately people? owned. I, what I should do is really go back down there and try and get caught again <laughs> um, and have a chat with him. Uh, it was prime prime lake for otter predation. I gotta say, it's running right next to a, sort of a, a big river. Uh, He's seen otters in there, I know.
1: This is a club ticket.
0: No, no, it used to be on a club ticket. Probably fifteen. Twenty years ago Um, and then through leases or whatever reasons uh, the lake must have been all of the land it was on was sold Uh, it's like a big estate it's on Uh, and then the estate was broken up I think when someone died Um, and actually that lake was put up for sale Um, it went for an awful lot of money it's a really picturesque lake the only reason I know about it is because you sent me photos when you had a recce
1: I've been there. Mm,
0: I... We'll talk about it off
1: pod. God, but yeah, oh, I don't remember it. Oh, there we go. There's a few places like that in Cornwall um, that that's got some got some fishing. thing. You, you'd know just as well as me. Yeah, but um, they are out there. And I do feel like uh, like that that whole going out angling for the unknown. I think uh, that's still quite alive in Cornwall. I couldn't think of a few oh yeah waters yeah can't think of any round here that's the way it goes isn't it yeah but you're
0: like you say you're sort of quite new to angling up there aren't you you've not fished for a few years and you're getting back in the scene now and little opportunities and things like that will start opening up when you have a chat with somebody and they sort of drop something into conversation and you know how it
1: goes yeah, I just yeah, I think it's just the big resis in in Cornwall are quite yeah yeah, well, yeah I don't want to say too much but mm. yeah I know what you mean Mud yeah absolutely yeah yeah no, um, definitely um I think
0: we're gonna go talking of I mentioned otters in the, about that little lake um we we're gonna talk about otter predation weren't we and there was one article which is now seems like it's probably out weeks ago um and we've not done a pod for a little while. Uh, but there was a chap who was actually recently prosecuted. Um, I can't remember if he had jail time or not. I think he did get jail time uh, for shooting an otter and protecting his fishery. I thought we were going to sort of discuss that. I don't know if you could get the article up on your laptop that's in front of you. I can do. Yeah, Yeah.
1: what what do I Google?
0: I would just look at otter, fishery, fisheries, otter, sentence, something like that. Um, prosecution sentence. Uh, so the, the chap who, um, I'll do a bit of filler while you're typing it in, uh, it was a holiday park and I believe the chap actually went down there. They trapped the otter. It was trapped in something and he went down there sort of in front of all the tourists with his like, shotgun and just dispatched it uh, in front of people which obviously then somebody um, complained to the police about it and probably quite rightly so because obviously there are very heavily sort of protected, endangered species. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you, have you found it?
1: I have, yeah. Um, fishery boss jailed for barbaric otter killing is the headline on um, the Times website. Yeah, a fishery farmer has been jailed for two months for killing a rare otter. Well, they're not that rare. Um, that he believed had been eating the valuable carp in his four lakes can we mention him yeah why not Stuart yeah. Jones 54 shot a Eurasian otter with a rifle after it had been caught by an angler in a net at the time Jones was the owner of Lionsgate Caravan Park and fishery near Dorchester in Dorset and had set traps for otters which he blamed for the loss of carp up to £40,000 each Whoa! Um, and the Times want me to subscribe to read more Yeah. cheers <laughs> Thanks, the times.
0: Well, I think you've sort okay. of summed it up there. Um, mm-hmm. It's a hot topic, isn't it? I know, sort of. You were sort of um, again with the chap you mentioned earlier of Adam Roots, who's a friend of yours, more so than mine. Um, I know. Well, for for guys who don't know, sort of like otter predation in Cornwall has been prevalent for many many years. Um, it affected our fishing on a massive scale. Um, I've nearly sold my gear a few times because of otters. Um, <laughs> it sounds funny in the face like nah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's the truth. Um, it's sort of like, it's ruined, it got to a point it really affected me on my fishing and it ruined it. So much so now I pretty much, I look for lakes with fences uh, now because I know I want to be fishing somewhere where there's where there's fish essentially. Um, and it's that old age thing of yes, they're a protected species. Um, and it is great to see them sort of back in wildlife but should fishery owners have the right to protect their stocks in a very similar way that farmers do now i for one don't believe that otters are an endangered species anymore i completely believe they're sort of very prevalent i think they're breeding successfully in the wild um <clears throat> when you look at natural england and their figures for otter releases i think they will stop releasing otters in like the mid 1990s uh which is, well, that might be their figures, but we know sort of very well that there's, um, I don't know how to describe it, um, people who are really sort of like, we love fishing, there's people who love nature and love otters who are out there sort of rearing these otters um, and they're hand reared and uh, released into the wild uh, in huge numbers and that continues to happen to this day. Uh, They say the biggest threat to otters down here now are other otters because they're fighting over territory. Uh, There's that many, I've seen them, um, in abundance of times now i've seen spraint i've seen uh kills dead fish uh, i see spraint quite regularly on different lakes i walk around now they're sort of they are everywhere um so yeah i i my personal belief is a fishery owner has the right to protect their stock um i don't think people should go out there shooting them and trapping them willy-nilly like they are quite a beautiful animal and it's sort of nice to see them in the wild um but I also think there's a huge problem with these sort of natural releases. And I actually saw something on Facebook the other day as well. Um, it was a some guys who, you know, these big shoots, Uh so like the countryside folk, they go out dressed in all their tweed um, and they sort of drive certain drives where they flush out all the birds, wherever they may be. And they sort of like stand in a big line and shoot them or whatever. Um, but one of these guys, they found an otter um, and it was a very, very tame otter. And a chap had picked it up, and it was just running all over his top, and sort of like snuggling into him. So, like these otters aren't scared of people; they are not afraid of humans. They like to be sort of um, touched, and sort of uh, a <laughs> looked after. Um, so, yeah, I think it, I think it's a big
1: problem. I think people sort of need to get a perspective. Um, Sam. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, obviously, you, you're i know you're doing this but you just for the listeners you're generalizing like they're not all tame they haven't all been you know hand fed since they were they were puppies Uh, um but some of them have certainly in cornwall there's there's been um there's a not well known but in some circles this guy is well known in in devon um to have released a lot of otters unofficially and and yeah they're they're very very tame animals um so a good percentage of the otters certainly down in Cornwall and Devon um have been you know hand-reared from pups and they're very very uh familiar with humans you know it's they're not all gonna come and run up to you of course they're not you know that that's a very strange occurrence but nonetheless they're not too scared to be around um human activity and yeah it's a problem I mean it's it's difficult. You, you, we need to have fences on, on lakes. Like That is the answer. I know some lakes it's very, very hard to do that with. But ultimately, you can't just go around hunting otters because the only thing that will happen is, obviously, the, the people that are um, in the groups that protect these animals, obviously, they're going to know about it. It's terrible for angling for a start because they will know that it's us doing it. And secondary from that, it's just going to create uh, an opportunity for them to get a license to release more. And then we're going to have even more. Yes, for a while, the numbers will be lower. But then as a result, we will most likely get even more otters. We're pretty much, you know, as you said, Peter, saturation point where in most areas, the biggest threat to an otter is another otter. They will fight two dog otters, two male otters will fight for for territory and, and sometimes they will they'll kill each other um so it's difficult the we just gotta we gotta fence our waters that's basically it that is the bottom line we're gonna fight a losing battle if uh anything else is is the um the route that we take that's my opinion on it um it's tough it's uh it's tough times i saw uh i saw a squashed otter on on a dual carriage when 15 minutes 10 minutes from my house uh, a couple of months ago um, on a dual carriageway there they are everywhere so uh, yeah it's a very real threat Um, I remember back in the day in Cornwall obviously we had it much worse than most areas but even there people not taking it seriously do you remember they're like oh no what no they're not going to take a big fish or they won't be a problem Mm -hmm. it's like no they will you know we saw it firsthand I mean we've seen big fish dragged up on islands on banks we've seen scales yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't want to count up all of the dead fish that that we've seen you know it's numerous too many basically um so yeah it's an issue it's a huge issue look this guy shouldn't have shot that otter i understand why he did it i'm not necessarily blaming him but he shouldn't have done it in front and he shouldn't have done it full stop it's not good for anyone. It really isn't. No. He definitely shouldn't have done it in front of a load of people. Um, <laughs> just, you know, A, don't shoot them. B, definitely don't shoot them in front of people. Come on. It's going to end in tears. Um, so, I mean, poor guy. I feel for him. You know, his fisheries come under fire. It's horrible. Um, but he, you know, he, he didn't handle it the best way, unfortunately. Sorry, Stuart. It's true.
0: Yeah. Did he get, I don't know if you see, did he get a jail sentence? I mean, it's serious, isn't it? So yeah. He got a jail sentence. Two
1: months. Yeah. Two months. Yeah. So there we go, guys. Yeah. Do not shoot otters. There we go. You know, sad times indeed. Anyway, I feel this podcast is being a bit like, um, you know, we're, we're talking about all the woes of otters and COVID and lockdown and all this stuff. Let's. um let's 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 spin this into a positive um like obviously if you're listening to this you're probably in the midst of the lockdown same as us um so i guess perfect time to be getting everything tip top to go for when we can fish um see yourself pete are you are you doing anything in particular to i know you've got your water you've got a, a water that you've got your sights set on. You've done a couple of nights on there already. Are you doing yeah. anything in this time of lockdown to really prepare so when you can fish again, you're hitting the ground running? <laughs> um, I've got some new line. So that arrived in the post today.
0: Uh, so I've been using Nash Bullet. Uh, so I've gone for a 15 pound in that. Uh, I know you want to talk about line. I can see that burning. Um, on the bait front can't order bait in a minute the bait the bait company i've been ordering bait from closed down i've been needing to order bait for a long time and now i can't order bait it's just really frustrating
1: i can send you some bait down mate
0: ah no i'm good i'm good you know when you've just got something working and you're happy with it and yeah i'm I'm cool i'm cool with that Mm. Uh, i want i was planning on fishing the other day i was um very tempted to break my little curfew 'Cause I know that would be nobody at the lake and if there was somebody at the lake I was gonna disappear and go home. Um but I was gonna go fishing the other day and I was gonna fish a local Runswater and I was quite happy just the idea of just fishing sort of some pellet and some crumbed up boily and just some some sort of like small sort of pop ups on the hair kind of thing. So I've got I've got bits I can uh I can I can
1: sort of scrape by on. Nash Bullet, I always think that sounds like a vibrator. <laughs> Do you not? <laughs> <laughs> like a little pocket-sized purse vibrator. Yeah, I get what you're saying for on the go. Mm, Nash nice bullet. Do you rate the line?
0: Um,
1: yeah, I I like it.
0: It's um, yeah. I, twist wise, I always suffer with twist. I've mentioned this on other podcasts. I don't know why. I, mean, I just get a, I just suffer with line twist, and this one's pretty pretty good for me. Um, it's sort of uh, fairly, fairly. It's not low stretch. I don't feel there's like too much stretch in there. Um, yeah, I just get on with it, mate. Good casting line. Um, so I've gone for the fifteen pound. I fish. I was fishing a lake where like one of the one of the lake rules was um, you had to have a minimum of twenty pound breaking strain. Um, so I've not fished there for a while. Uh, so I've took that off the reels now. Uh, and I'll I'll spool up again tomorrow. Uh, with the fifteen pound, which is a lot lower diameter, which is nice. It's good for me. Uh so you are flashing something in at the camera there. Go on, and stick it up again.
1: Show me what you've got. This uh check this stuff out. It's um if you if you you're saying how your line twists and uh etc. This stuff I mean I haven't used it extensively. It's um Berkeley Direct Connect Plus. I think it's just people will probably know it as Berkeley Connect. It's fairly new. Um, yeah, this stuff is interesting. Um, it's pretty damn... It's got a funny finish to it, not going to lie, but it's pretty damn supple. Seems very abrasion resistant. Seems extremely well behaved. Just kind of hangs out of the rings on the rod. Um, and it sinks really well. So kind of all the properties that you'd want from the line the only f- i mean i haven't used it for a long period of time so i'm probably going to be in a better position to advise on it um in you know months down the line but so far seems really really promising the only slight niggle i've got is the color of it not too or it's it's like it's hard to explain the finish of it i'm not a, a huge fan on um it's i probably wouldn't fish all the way through on it um i'd use a leader which i'm using anyway um because of gravel bars and stuff but uh yeah looks very promising check it out i actually got that i, I have we spoke about this in another I podcast have, yeah I can't remember. My,
0: whether it was the one that got deleted mm. i don't know um we had another well i
1: got a bargain i got so, yeah i got a bargain i got it at um trago mills half price um, they were only selling it for 16.99 anyway, which is really cheap because I'm pretty damn sure it's 30 quid in Angling Direct. Now, Trago is, um, it's a very cheap, huge store. They, they have different departments. One of them's fishing. They do very good bargains on things. Yeah, 16.99 they're selling it for, um... And it was on a half-price sale, <laughs> so so it was obviously uh, eight eight pound fifty. Wow, for 1,200 1, meters. Yes, yeah, so it's a big old spool, and uh, yeah, bit of a bargain, and it's really good so far. Anyway, so yeah, maybe check that out, Pete. Um, I mean, but sorry, folks, that was the my uh, peanut butter spoon. Um, if you're suffering with line twist i mean you need to sort that out it's going to be down to the way you're spooling or the way you're playing fish or the way you're treating it or something like that or your line roller is broken or something
0: i just yeah i, I think i don't sort of maintain it <clears throat> i used to regularly sort of um where i live there's like a big field and i'd i'd chuck a lead out in the field quite often i'd stretch my line i'd um and I I'd chuck a lead out and then I'd sort of um I'd cut the lead off basically. Uh, and I used to reel it all back in through like a wet cloth, like eliminating all the twists and stuff. I used to really look after it. Nowadays I'd literally I finish my session, rods go in the in the bag and that's where they stay until uh, I'm out on the bank again. Um uh, But that's I, same. Yeah. I, I sort of find for this. Do you still use the Gardner twist dot there?
1: No, I don't. Um no, I don't really suffer with it too badly, to be honest. I, I mean, I don't really have issues with my line. Mm. Um, been fishing weedy waters, so I guess I I have to strip line off every now and then because you you know you get um, abrasions on it, uh, not just from the weed, but like you know gravel bars and um, you know zebra mussels, things like that. Um, but no, I don't. I don't. I haven't used the Spin Doctor for ages. Haven't. Done anything with my line, really? I just use Gardner Gr60. It does. It, it it has memory for sure. It's not the best line, but it's absolutely passable. No, not really got any issues with it. Um, you got? I mean, I suppose that you only use the um, SS2600 reels, don't you? So mm-hmm. that they, there's they've got quite a small spool, uh, which which probably doesn't help. But then again. I've got the same reel on my small stalking setup Um, and I use GR 60 and 15 pounds. Yeah. No issues? I mean, it's not, it's not super limp or anything like that, but I mean, it's passable. Yeah. I don't don't have too much trouble with it, to be honest. Um, Then again, I don't catch many fish. (laughs) So, uh, so so maybe that's something to do with it. I'm not, I'm not playing a lot of fish with it. Whereas maybe you fish some waters where you get more takes um which is obviously going to put more twist in it um i know your your proper water is by no means an easy water but i think you you uh you do visit runs waters fairly often don't you once every month or something
0: yeah i I, I do um especially i've not been fishing for a while it's quite sort of nice to to uh go fishing and catch a fish um i always i always play fish on backwind rather than on the drag um, I just, it's something I've always suffered with, but I think it's a lot of it is high like, or if I'm using sort of like a larger diameter line, uh, and those reels have got a particularly small sort of diameter spool. So I think I'm prone to it, but yeah, there we go. I'm, uh, sticking some new line on the reels. That's, that's about it, mate. I can't walk around the lake at the minute. Uh, it's not a lot I can do. My, my tackle is, I'm um, Quite sort of nerdy. Quite often now I get my little fishing fix. I'll bring my tackle bag in from the car or wherever I'm keeping it and I go through it. So I'm all prepped up, like rigs are all tied and stuff. It's just for me very much uh, a case of just getting out there and going fishing, really. Um, what about yourself, Sam? Are you sort of preparing anything particular? Oh, I can tell you what I'm preparing. On the last pod, we spoke about some of those hook baits I found. Uh, so yesterday, I dug them out and I've started rehydrating them um, in some of the squid brand sauce so I'm going to have some little special sort of hook baits uh, ready. Last time I rehydrated these it took weeks to make them sort of um, prickable let me say with sort of like a baiting needle to get that liquid right back through them so that'll be a bit of a process just sort of um just a little bit, but often sort of dropping a few drops of that liquid on them uh, just to rehydrate them. But you had a bit of a blank face. You couldn't remember. Oh, OK.
1: That's what you want.
0: What am, I, what am I seeing?
1: Active CSL. OK. Yeah. Active CSL. Sorry for those of you listening. I just held up a, like a big um, five litre container liquid. Yeah. Anyway, mate, you. So you. You're rehydrating them with fish brand, uh sorry, squid brand fish sauce, which were mm-hmm. firm favourites of ours for, for many years. Anything else you add in there? Do you do you put anything else? This is just hook baits, right, or is this free feed as well?
0: No, these are literally just my hook baits. Uh, I told you about them on the last pod. You're looking a bit blank. So you... These were the ones that are high content. GL, uh, they've got GLL, GLM. Um, I can't remember the percentage. It was our base mix that we used to use so we used to call it the Marley just to um, just like an HNV sort of like fish meal based bait Uh, and I added a super high concentration of GLM uh, to make some sort of special hook baits to them Uh, I think I had some like higher levels of betaine and stuff in there as well I honestly can't remember mate Um, and I found them Uh, and these were the ones that have been frozen uh, and then air dried for a long time to get all the moisture out and then frozen and then defrosted and air dried again and then refrozen and then you take them out of the freezer and I've basically got them in sort of like a packing salt, it's like a curing salt that butchers use, sodium sodium nitrate I want to say. I can't remember the exact sort of salt it is. Do you know off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head, no. No. Uh, so they've been curing in that for pfft, like five years but you break one open you can see the little crystals of salt. Um. So, yes, yeah, so I'm rehydrating then uh, in the squid brand fish sauce, which is particularly salty as well. And I think especially sort of on the lead up to to spawning, I think they could they could be a little edge, uh, which I'm quite excited about. Because of the salt? Yeah, because of the salt content.
1: Mm. Do you add anything else when you're rehydrating, like uh, betaine or anything like that at all? More um, green lip it- muscle or anything?
0: in the past i
1: have me uh but at
0: the moment um no just literally the, the the fish sauce and i'm leaving it at that part of the reason i haven't got anything else in i've got nothing else i've not been sort of i've been buying bait for the last sort of four years really uh so i've just yeah I've, i'm not stocked up with anything and nothing sort of uh sort of interested me like that so
1: we, we was it was it you? Were you into Balakan when that got big? Uh, I've
0: used it, but um I think that's that's something now that's so underrated, like people don't you don't see it now, do you? It's out of vogue. Um uh, absolutely, yeah. I could I could see Sam sort of diving down under his desk again, so I think something's gonna reappear
1: this is um interesting stuff although actually looking at the uh, amino acid spreadsheet it's not the best um in terms of amino acids um but uh from Bassarel, um shrimp soluble shrimp extract um which is very kind of balacani mm. obviously uh, balacani is fermented shrimp and this has got like a real i mean if you could smell that it smells like a, a mixture of uh, balacan and dog shit honestly <laughs> yeah i know i noticed that uh, yeah it's quite um yeah my my late grandfather
0: um had a thai wife <laughs> for the last few years of his life i guess you could say um, i remember you telling yeah. me. yeah uh, she's a different story in itself but she used to get stuff sent over from Thailand there was all these crazy sort of fermented fish sauces and nace but the smell was just disgusting Um, but I can imagine for a a carp angler god that'd be yeah amazing Mm. I really do Um, but yeah Balakan you don't see that anymore do you
1: Um, Uh, I think it's about isn't it
0: yeah I've you know, just when you, you sort of like watch stuff in uh, on uh, your sort of stream videos or you read articles and stuff online, it just doesn't have much of a, oh, excuse me, a presence anymore, does it? It used to be really, really in vogue at one point. Everyone was grating it into yeah, their manga. The...
1: <laughs> yeah, I've, uh. Yes, they were. You're right. They were grating it into their manga. You spilt it, haven't you? Um <laughs> I've I've got a load of uh <laughs> I've got <laughs> not of that one. I've got um tu- tuna extract paste on my fingers. I'm gonna have to um go and wash that, I think. So I'll let I'll let you uh entertain the, the listeners, Pete. Oh thanks, mate. Um Maybe you can tell them about um like your view on using different liquids. Obviously, the uh, squid fish sauce is a real nice runny one. Um, So it's good for hydrating. But, you know, what are your thoughts on other liquids? Obviously, L030, absolute classic, which we've unfortunately lost. What are your thoughts with that?
0: Cheers, Sam. So Sam's run off into the distance now. So L030, um, which has been lost. It was like a thick paste. Um, And then as time went on, every time you bought it um, was every time you bought it basically it got thinner and thinner and thinner as these sort of bait companies were just cutting it essentially. Um, what they were cutting it with, uh, no one knows. Um, but something I've used recently to, it's to a sort of decent effect. I say recently in the last few years was a kill, uh, krill hydroslate. Sam is back now. Have you experimented with
1: krill much? Krill? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I used to use krill. I was- powder krill hydroslate yeah, powder
0: hydroslate what? um i was just yeah i was saying how about l030 how it used to be like a thick paste and then as time went on it got runnier and runnier and it was basically bait companies were watering it down um cutting it from its sort of finest form and i was saying how like, i use a bit of uh, krill hydroslate or something i was using for a while um krill is actually something i use a lot in stick mints especially if i've got like the powdered form of krill It's it's super super buoyant, basically, Um, and if especially if you're using liquids, it's something else I'd use in a stick mix uh, because the krill floats up through the water column, uh, taking all sorts of attraction with it, and in itself is super super attractive to carp. And krill, something as well, um, you want to use if you're looking at sort of is it carbox carboxylic acids, organic acids. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at um, embuteric. uh, hexanoic acid um, citric acid uh, that sort of range of organic acids um, there's basically an ammonia compound uh, which is a lot of it is in krill uh, and when you combine it some mad chemistry stuff happens where you get the extra hydrogen ion which creates a hydrogen salt god I am going back through my knowledge and my brain now um, but yeah krill, krill and any of that sort of um, range of acids is a Bit of a killer combination, um, which I used to use a lot. It's like memories are just flooding back, mate. Uh, I haven't thought about that for a number of years, um, and it's just got the brain sort of firing. Um, I've forgotten a lot, I say I've forgotten a lot, but it's a lot of stuff that like I have just not implemented in my fishing now for a number of years. And actually, having these chats, it's amazing how things come back. Um, yeah, it's good, I've got me really thinking again now uh that was something i sort of we kept our little baked secrets from each other that was a little edge of mine uh i used to use a lot of sort of like krill and stuff with that range of sort of organic acids that was like my little my little thing uh, is it something you used to use
1: no i've used it not to any huge great degree um i'm well read on it um the the you know on the various white papers um there's even koi papers on it and uh yeah interesting obviously huge scope for for usage Um, Even like you say, even just in stick mix, it's great because it it floats up. A cheaper way of getting that effect is wheat germ. Mm -hmm. That will float up as well very effectively. But yeah, no, I've not um, used the um, Hydrolycer to any great degree, to be honest, the krill one. I've got a few actually right in front of me now. I've got the tuna extract paste which is kind of, I mean, L030 was a, an old sea garden product. Um, and supposedly now the closest thing you can get to that in terms of how they manufactured it, uh, how they manufactured it, sorry, I sounded really kind of West Country Cornish then, um, is uh, tuna extract paste, um, which is, I, I think even some companies are selling it as L030T, tea, tea for tuna. It's not real L030, they're just using that name for marketing. Um, but yeah, the the thick tuna paste um, is supposed to be the closest you can get to it. I actually prefer the um, salmon version of it. Um, it's a hydrolyzed salmon extract um, that I get from Bassarau, and it's, um which are, and they're tied in with Sea Garden. Um, it's, a, it's a nice product. Um I shouldn't be saying all this shit but yeah that's yeah. what I I use a lot of that now but to be honest I think I have spoke about this before I don't use just one liquid uh, if you use one liquid in uh, whether you're dousing it on your boilies or you using it um to mix with your particles any any scenario where you're feeding that en mass um you've only got a certain amount of mileage with it with one particular um, liquid so you're better off blending them I actually use a blend of liquids I'll tell you two of the ingredients um, it, I, one of them is active CSL um, and the other is the uh, salmon hydrolyzed salmon extract that I've just mentioned um, that's very good and sure I'll play around with the the tuna play, paste um, and the shrimp extract and, and, um, and some other bits and bobs um, if I was you know to use just one straight from a kind of bait manufacturer, um, Bait Works C Stim, I had good results on in in a tank test at least, uh, in a pond test. Sorry, I haven't really used it in a real fishing situation. So if someone wants to get into liquids, but they don't want to order a load from Basseral or anything, and they just want one that's kind of more readily available in the shops, I would uh, I would check out the um, Bait Works C. I think it's called C Stim. Yeah, sea stim. Um, although that being said, actually, bait works aren't... I don't think they're in shops, are they? No. I think they're online only. Yeah, forget that. <laughs> forget I said that. If you just want to go down your tackle shop, I wouldn't know what to get, to be honest with you. Um, actually, I would just go to your supermarket and get squid brand fish sauce. That stuff is excellent. I'm sure we've mentioned that stuff before, and I'm sure we'll mention it again. Um, just for very cheap, very... Um, readily available um attractant You can't be beaten really can it no it's
0: my i rate it highly highly i use it a lot mm. uh, but it's not as easy to get hold of so now never see it anymore i used to no. see it all the time i don't even know if it's that brand's even available i've still got a couple of bottles like i used to buy it sort of quite a lot uh, so i've still got a couple of bottles yeah, from back in I... the day but
1: Yeah, I had to hunt around a few supermarkets. I think I got it in Sainsbury's in the end, something like that, Tesco maybe. Um, But yeah, you can still get it. Uh, I mean, look, it's not the be all and end all. It's very, very runny, very, it's it's the consistency of water. So it's going to disperse very quickly, which can be great. But I mean, for the technical stuff I do with liquids, I need that to be much, much thicker and slower releasing. Um, so it's definitely not the be all and end all. No, but for hydrating okay, baits,
0: hydrating baits, I think it's it gets absorbed into boilies very quickly. You can you know you can give your baits a good dousing the night before, um, and it, it can do its thing. Uh, I was talking about sort of ammonia's and stuff earlier, and that's also something. Again, I probably shouldn't be saying on here because I have done no research whatsoever, so I'm sort of not very well versed. It's years ago, but the um, solar squid and octopus flavour. You remember that? Of course. Mm-hmm. Absolute sort of legendary flavour, which I'm sure is still available to this day. I don't know if it's the same recipe or not. Um, but that was had a very high sort of ammonia compound. I've forgotten the name of the ammonia compound that it is, which is really frustrating me. But yeah, you mix that again with a, sort of like an embryo acid. acid, um, especially if you make some like hook baits with a real high concentration of that flavour and a, sort of like a sort of like a high sort of amount of the embuteric acid as well. And you can always get like a coating, like a salty coating on your hook baits it creates, Um which is basically like a hydrogen salt. It's like it's something, there's a chemical process happens in your bait. And yeah, um, that was just another one. Got me thinking uh, about the ammonias and uh, something I want to I wanna check out. Is that still available to buy? Do You know, are you, are you online doing a
1: bit of Googling time? What's that, mate?
0: The uh, solar squid
1: and octopus. I'm just, I'm just trying to see if it's still available. Did you, have, did you used to use it?
0: Yeah, I've used it. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, again for sort of like hook baits. Uh, and I'm not talking. I didn't ever use it in pop ups. These were sort of like bottom baits when I created my own. Um, oh. I'm digressing now. I was gonna go talking of liquids. I was gonna go onto our Facebook page because someone actually got in touch with us. Um, someone who listens to the pause yeah. and I wanted to give him a shout out. because uh, this guy is creating his own hydroslates basically. So he is going the extra mile. Um and he is uh he is fermenting his own his own fish, his own whatever it is, liver. Um basically in big demijohns. And um and yeah, it looks it looks pretty awesome. He was nice enough to sort of get in contact with us. And uh give us a shout, uh so yeah, found him here, so Ray Richards, if you're listening, thank you very much for getting in contact with us uh and your setup looks looks pretty interesting, and I bet it absolutely stinks. Your missus if you have a missus who lives with you, must absolutely despise it because <laughs> it looks pretty vile, um all the fermenting fish meals and all sorts well, not fish meals, but salmon pieces that you're cutting up uh. But yeah go on sam so have you found it
1: um i can't find anywhere that actually has it in stock unfortunately which is a real shame oh. um i have found though an old classic from solar winter secret mm-hmm. i used to uh i used that to good effect um i had some oh, i've had some awesome fish on the old winter secret uh an esther esther blend 12 i used to use this lot a lot as well um those two flavours were were real favourites of mine. Um and I've found those, but everywhere seems to be out of stock of the squid and octopus, um, which is a shame. It was uh it was a un- really unique flavour. Uh it doesn't really surprise me that it's gone because it is just so unique. Um Stinks. I mean <laughs> Yeah. It was very alkaline as well, wasn't it, mm, from memory? I don't know. Um I think
0: it was actually, wasn't it? most baits you're looking at yeah like that ph change but it was a different end of the spectrum wasn't it
1: it definitely yeah definitely was alkaline um i'll try and pull something up but from memory i'm i'm 100 sure it was alkaline because it, it there's very few flavors i think john baker had one it was alkaline as well um but most of them are on the acidic side, of course. Flavors, um, and at one point we were really into um, different pHs of of, of baits um, and waters and how they would, you know, at, react thereafter. Um, it, yeah, you're right there, so. hundred uh, percent alkaline. Like, yeah, it was very alkaline,
0: uh, which is why it complemented the, the organic acids
1: so well. You had a lot going on. Yeah. And, and look, a lot of them are, are pretty much kind of worthless. Do you know what I mean? It, it may be a bit of pH change you're getting. Other than that, they're not bringing a great deal to the table. Some of them um, have other, some of them have organic compounds in um, some of them. I mean, I, the squid and octopus one is obviously that's um, alkaline. So that's going to bring a different kind of uh dimension to your bay as well as that i believe it had tmo in it um the trimethylene um the the rotting fish compounds like the ammonia i was talking about yeah um so there was a few different in a lot of these real classic flavors there's a few different things going on um it's not just generally it's not just a flavor and, and a, a certain pH that's doing it for you. There, there's generally something else in there yeah. um, that's 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 working to help you. Um, but yeah, guy, it makes me want to get some old flavors ah. and, and start knocking up some hookbaits. Hundred
0: percent, mate. I've got time on my hands at the minute as well. <laughs> this is a thing. It's so bad. <laughs> lockdown, I'm going to spend all. Yeah, you know, we've just put the we've applied for the mortgage holiday. I don't know if you've done that. You've just bought your new place. Um so I mean we
1: I'm not doing any of that shit. You not. No. So we've got No, I pay my I pay my debts, mate.
0: <laughs> okay. But I'm taking advantage of this mortgage okay. holiday, so I'm going to be to be honest, we need to save the money cuz we're going to put in a drive uh, for the house. And do you know what the worst thing is? Oh, I'm going on a tangent here, so both of our cars have been hit on the road. Um where we live, we have not got a drive. We've got plenty of land for a drive and stuff. Uh, both of our cars now have been hit. Both people very kindly have knocked on the door and said, look, I've hit your car, insurance job, it's all good. But I've just been out to my car today and it could have happened days and days ago, but someone's twatted into my mirror and knocked it off and it's all fucking falling apart. And Yeah, I'm a bit pissed off. Which um, has spurred me to want this drive more and more. So we've applied for this mortgage holiday, so that'll save us about, I don't know, best part of two grand. So that'll really contribute to water drive, mate. Provided we both get paid in full, which we should be uh, during this tricky time. Uh, But that's a complete tangent right there. (laughs) Apologies.
1: What car are you driving?
0: Mate, I am driving a Peugeot. I don't even know. 207 station wagon? Yeah. Remember my old white Fiesta? I got rid of that about a year ago, mate.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I had that That for over 10 years. No, uh, did the window ever Wait, fix am... itself after Wales? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it turns out that's a common fault that happened about uh, three times on both windows. Um, I was convinced did it was a salt issue.
1: Can you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I uh, yeah,
0: yeah, so anyway, um, I basically it was. My dad works for a Land Rover dealer. Someone part-exchanged it at their work uh, and I got the car for yeah, whatever like the amount they part-exchanged it for which was ideal. So I got a quite a nice car for half the price basically. Uh, so I was pretty fortunate. Yeah, it's alright. Family car, has got plenty of space. Get all the kids in there.
1: Plenty of good. gear for the... Plenty of space for the fishing gear. Yeah, when you take out all the
0: kids car seats and <laughs> all the rest of it it's the same old mate just gear in the boot again this is why i have i've always traveled light and stuff as you know but the scope setup's like perfect for me because i can just chuck it in the boot and get all my gear in the boot and go and do as however long a session as i want uh it's easy i
1: actually keep bed, I bed chair as well
0: i shouldn't yeah uh bed chair kind of
1: no i'd be
0: lying if i say that went in the boot as well um mm. But I leave a lot of my gear in the car. I shouldn't be publicising that because someone knows where I live. They'll come and steal all my gear. Uh, but that's just how it is. I like to think it's there ready for when I go fishing once a fortnight. <laughs> wow, you. You've got a nice man. fucking pimp wagon that shouldn't be at any lake. <laughs> I was shocked
1: when you <laughs> sent me that photo.
0: <laughs> it's like, through the otter fence, it's this fucking
1: beautiful... I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a pimp wagon, mate. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Um, yeah, it's not, it's the least carpy vehicle I've ever had, probably. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's fine, mate. It's got enough room in it. It's fine. It's all right. It does the job. Let's just move on.
0: Yeah. Looks like it's got no room. I've said <laughs> no room.
1: It's got room. It's got room, mate. It fit, I fit all my gear in there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually get. I'm gonna get rid of it, change it, um, switch it up, get something else. Um, yeah, get something a bit more roomy. I want to get a four by four. Mm. Uh, Family car, yeah. I want to roll in next. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 no just a four by four. Okay. Um,
0: Your missus hasn't persuaded you yet, then. That's yeah. got to be on the horizon, yeah, mate. Man. Come on.
1: Oh, don't. She would like it to be very dearly, mm. but um, yeah.
0: Especially yeah, in lockdown, mate. There's going to be thinking. so many kids being born in nine months' time. Little Coronians. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they reckon in yeah in like 13 years' time, they're going to call the kids like the quarantines because we're all in quarantine. They'll be teenagers. They'll be known as like the quarantine generation.
1: Oh, my God. I don't see... Look, I don't get this. Now, I understand if you've been with a woman for a while and you're old, you know, you're not going to be having as much sex, but I wouldn't think you should be having a lot of sex anyway, right? right? Why would being locked up all day mean you're going to have more sex?
0: Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't get it. If anything, I think people are going to be having less because when you spend so much time, like, super close to your sort of partner... Mm -hmm. you're gonna get sort of sick and tired of each other
1: i mean yeah look my girlfriend she will worry about anything possible honestly does she like it's almost like she looks for things to be worried Mm -hmm. about so she's not in a like a hypersexual charge you know kind of mood what with all this shit going on because she's got stress on her mind you know even though she doesn't need to, but you know, any excuse for her. Mm. Um, So, and I imagine a lot of people are the same. I don't understand this whole thing of like, Ooh, what are you you not having sex with your wife, your girlfriend Does it take a lockdown for you to get and have sex. It's crazy talk. Don't understand it. There we go. Um,
0: Did you get the link I sent you the other day? I think I sent you a link anyway. About the, a British record
1: bass being caught. Well, I'm not carpy chat here. You didn't send me a link. You didn't let, send me a link, but you mentioned it. Yeah, twenty-two pounds. Twenty-two bass. pound, mate. From the shore, a shore caught like the boat record offshore
0: is like nineteen pound. You should see the photo of that thing. Like, right, get googling. Twenty-two pound shore caught bass. Like, especially like living in Cornwall. If I catch a twenty-two pound carp, mate. I'm delighted. I'm over the moon. A Cornish 20 is quite rare, really. I mean, there's lakes with plenty of 20s in, but you've got to get through the smaller fish to catch them. Um, And yeah, a 22 pound bass, I mean, I can't even imagine it. You look at the photo of it, it's hench. That thing has shoulders. Like, it's really, yeah, that's a big fish. Like, they say if you catch a 10 pounder from the shore, Um, that's a fish of a lifetime. You catch a 10-pounder from the boat, that's a fish of a lifetime. Um, I think my biggest bass... I I I, didn't even... I had a six-pound bass once, which is hell of a fish. That's a big bass. Um, A lot of the bass now, so like the estuary where I fish, um, conservation areas, so there's a lot of schoolies around, so you catch a lot of sort of... You catch a lot of small bass. There's plenty of them, um, but nothing sort of a pound and more. But, yeah... Have you got the photo of it yet?
1: I know all about that catching all them schoolies. Um, that sounded horrendously pedophilic. Uh, just so, just so people know. <laughs> just so people know what I'm on about. It's uh, schoolies are are small bass. Um, yeah, I've got a picture of it. So it's not. So it's not verified. No. Um, pre the previous record was 19 pound nine ounces this one wasn't verified he had to throw it back to comply with eu law mm-hmm. um looks like its mouth is a bit oh no it's okay head's a bit i don't know looks like a bit of a wrong one as uh some people would say it's a big fish it's though isn't it surely yeah it's a big fish. It's for a bat. It doesn't look like it's the frame of a bass. No. It looks like the shape of a bass, but that size of frame, just uh, it's just not right. I mean, that is a huge fish. To be I'd be honest, I thought the record was only around like 15, six, 16, I would have guessed. Mm. I didn't even know it was 19. That's ridiculous. People listening might be like, well, it's only three pounds difference. But when you're talking a bass, this is a different animal, right? 100%. Um, um,
0: so I think he's taken photos of him weighing it on his scales. Um, and then I think he's obviously his obviously scales will go off to weights and measures to be sort of verified. Um, but I think he even says in the article look, if they don't give me the records, like this is legendary, it's going to go down as the biggest bass capture ever, like full stop. So, I
1: mean, fair play to the guy. Um, absolutely. Can't see that getting beat anytime soon, but uh, who knows? No, and this is one of the things, uh, mate, as scales, well.
0: Like, this summer... um go ...is going to see me sort of go back to the shore uh, for a bit of fishing for definite. So I've sort of... I think it's really important um, this sort of... Uh, again, this lockdown. Um, every year I grow vegetables at home for the kids to learn about growing food. I think it's important. They water them, they pick them. Yeah. They eat the beans straight off the plant. Um, really important. I've always sort of grown up with my parents growing food. And... I've, always, I've said like many a time, like my, both my children, or two of the ones who are old enough to eat and have an opinion about food like fish, so I'm going to go and catch some mackerel this year and sort of knock them on the head and sort of gut them and clean them and stick them straight on a barbecue at the beach, um, which I'm amazed I've not done with them yet, but I think that'll be quite an eye-opener for them. Uh, and again, this sort of um, lockdown thing has sort of made, I guess, life seem a little bit more precious, I guess. And even my dad's been in contact with me and we've not fished together for probably 10, 15 years, something like that. Uh, but he's dead keen to go out and just sort of uh, do some spinning for bass and stuff. So I really want to do that as well. Um, yeah. So I think this summer I'll be, some of my fishing time is going to be yeah, back out on the rocks and yeah,
1: spinning for bass, going back to my youth. Hey, your dad, you, and your son, you, your other kids out fishing, three generations, that sounds that sounds right to me. Yes. Yeah, 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 you should all go. Yeah, it's cool. Get a little barbecue and, and catch some. Uh, you can phone me up, I'll, I'll give you some pointers. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, ca- catch some, and uh, yeah, mate, there's magic, magical, right? Dreams that will last mm-hmm. forever, for sure. I just can't wait to get out fishing again. I really cannot wait um i'm doing all kinds of stuff preparing loads of bait um all kinds of stuff oh that's what i was going to say you were saying about the guy you took a picture of his scales mm-hmm. funny little story i um i've got have you seen the new fox digital scales wow well, i say new they've probably been out for quite a few years now um, I, but you know i was always a fan of the lever i remember them handled yeah, yeah, yeah. fox the old ones mm-hmm. used to love those things but they brought out a new smaller pair um, so I bought a pair, f- forgot that I'd bought them, and then bought another pair from a different company. As you do. Uh, yeah. Now got two. Now got two pairs. Totally missed the return date, um, so I'm stuck with two two pairs of fox scales. Yeah, like ninety quid a piece. Um, At least you can verify your
0: captures You like, I don't want these scales. Absolutely. I check them out on the, yeah, sort of similar weights.
1: I could even hook them up both, couldn't I? Yeah. I don't know if that would No, work it doesn't sound legit. No. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's annoying. I've
0: bought a new pair of scales recently as well. Uh, what Me, you got? being tight, I haven't splashed a cash on some fox. I got the Witchwood T-bars. I don't know if you've seen them.
1: I've got a pair downstairs oh, yeah, that make me want to vomit and kick my face every time I see them. I can't stand them. Oh, why? Pardon? Why don't you like them? Why? Yeah. I just, I do not like them. I think um, they're like some bloody um, luggage scales. I think they're awful. I think the quality's crap. I think the dials are just shit. And they're just these long, ugly freaking things. I mean, it <laughs> doesn't bother me if it's ugly, but they're just, they're hideous in every single way. Oh, right. They don't fit any. There's, there's nothing redeeming about them. There's no, There's no good point about them. So, 25 quid. So, if you wreck them, it's cheap to replace. That's the only good thing I can find to say about them. So, it. I went with them word.
0: because of the the bar. So, I thought that's just like quite easy for weighing fish. It's nothing worse when you've got like a little loop or something at the top of scales, um, especially with a big fish, try and sort of hold them up. So, I like them. And I've did a lot of research online. So, I just checked out different forums and stuff um, with people sort of comparing them. They've sent their.
1: Okay. Sam's sending me rude gestures on our little video chat. Here. Um, no, I'm not. I'm just saying put, put a bank stick through the, the, oh. you don't need a handle. Yeah. I just, okay.
0: Um, but yeah, um, people comparing them to sort of like Rubens that they've sent off and had them sort of, uh, service recently. Um, and are they're, they're meant to be Bob on sort of accurate. So that's why I went for him. I needed something. And as you know, like everything I buy is always, always on a budget, mate. I'm looking for value for money. Um, and I prefer. I don't know about you, but I always want a digital scale rather than like a dial. Like there's something like quite romantic and fitting about sort of like a Ruben and Do you know what I mean? Like the scale, but yeah, I just every time you watch like a video and they're they're weighing a fish, mate, and like a massive fish, and they're like, yeah, it's a, they're like it's like fifty fifty two. 52 and I'm fucking like that's bouncing between 51 and 54 like <laughs> and they're like "It's fifty-two, twelve, mate 52 12. I'm like how do you know Like,
1: right. yeah it's ridiculous I mean I don't know why people do it why they insist on doing it it's yeah it's old habits die hard don't they I suppose that's the thing but yeah get some bloody digitals I mean I guess people would say oh but they could stop working could have a malfunction I mean get a good pair and uh, look, if they do, phone up a buddy and get them to come down. Yeah. Your um, your manual styled scales could also malfunction somehow, you know. Um, I had those Fox ones with the flip out arms. They never missed a beat. I've had two pairs of them. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Never, never a problem. Good quality. Get a good quality pair of digitals. That's my advice. Um, but yeah, that being said, I did not like those um, those Witchwoods for whatever reason. I'm sure other people love them, whatever. Just not for me.
0: I think not a lot of people don't me. like Digitals because they never save the weight of the zero. If that makes sense. So people like Rubens because they zero their sling and then they can chuck them in the bag, take them out and they go, yeah, they're zeroed. They're always zeroed, always zeroed to the sling. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a thing for people.
1: Well, they're not. No, they're not. No, that's bullshit. Like, They're not because they get knocked I around. I get it. I hundred percent. They're not zeroed.
0: I'm, I'm with you on that, but that's I think a, yeah. one of the reasons why people knock digitals. They always say, "Oh, digitals, you don't get a proper weight because you don't get the zero of the sling." Well,
1: well, no, 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 no. You zero it first. Come you can on. do. Do you know what I always do, mate?
0: Because I often what find. Which you mean you can do. That's what you do. Not well. I'll tell you what I do. So you can you dip your sling, get it dripping wet, zero it, and then. But then you've got to get the fish off the mat in the sling. And then quite often with the scales I've owned in the past anyway, they might have switched off before you fucking weigh that fish. Do you know what I mean? So most of the time now I'll weigh the fish and then I will zero the sling afterwards or I'll take that weight off. So I'll return the fish and then the dripping wet sling, stick it on the scales. It's normally like three and a half pound or something, Uh, my my retention sling. And then I'll take that weight off the measured weight.
1: What are you talking about? I just, I, I just, I mean, I get the the sling fully wet. I pop it on. I press zero. I put the scale down. I slip the th- the thing. I uncover the fish. Slip the thing under, and do it. And, and then you know, zip it all up. Make sure its fins are down. Pull it up, and the the scales are still raring to go at zero. They 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 stay on zero for ages. So they should mm. do. Well, certainly the fox ones do. Maybe the other ones don't. Yeah. Never had a problem.
0: Previous, which I can't remember what manufacturer, were, they their auto would switch off quite quickly to use zero, and then you probably Mm. have like however long before they turn off again. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's these Witchwood ones. I've caught one fish since I've owned them, and I've not bothered weighing it. This is the other thing with scales, mate. I very rarely weigh a fish, like unless I think it's like. Like, like something special i like, i just don't weigh a fish i'm not interested i'm really not nine times out of ten i look at it exactly and i get the weight pretty close it's just an i know it's like well it's just a number or whatever but like if i thought it was like a 30 pound or something i am weighing that fish because i want to know i'm intrigued but most fish i'll just be like hmm, like mid20 like mid20 20 i might say like you know 22 23 pounds i reckon chuck it back like I'm not too worried.
1: Of course. Of course. But then for those special fish, you know, why not just zero your bloody scales and do it properly? That's my take on it. Yeah, you got a good point.
0: (laughs) I hear what you're saying. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, take heed. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Well, anything else you want to... Anything else you want to go over, buddy? Anything else you want to add to that?
0: I don't think so, mate. Are we are we looking at rounding up now?
1: I think we'll round up. Wow. Yeah,
0: I mean I've just looked at how long we've been running uh, for.
1: Been rolling for a while, brother. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I could go into a lot of bait stuff, but I just it's gonna go on for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm holding it. I save it. But um for our next podcast we could do a little uh we could do a little bait special, couldn't we? Seeing as we're all in stuck at home, aren't we? Me, you, and everyone else. We could do a little bait special and uh, and reveal some secrets and go over, you know, past recipes and past time with bait and uh, go deep on bait and give some people some real good edges um, that will definitely catch them a few more fish. That would be cool. Be good for me to go over old ground as well. I'm sure it will be for you as well. Perhaps we'll uh, we'll hook that up in the near future. Mm-hmm.
0: So, sound good? Yeah, I think so, mate. I think that's yeah, and I think we'll probably do that fairly soon, like you say. We're not going to be fishing. We're not. Well, I'm not working at the minute. I've, uh, once my two week quarantine's up, I'm going to go in to work sort of every four days just to check on some plant equipment, etc. But other than that, I'm free to podcast. um How do people find us, dude,
1: on social media? Should they so wish? On social media, they should so wish to find us, and how they would go about doing that is they could go to Instagram and search the Carp Angler Chronicles. Um, I think they'd find us the same way on Facebook, wouldn't they? Pete? Yeah, and Twitter actually. Funny you say that. Yeah. Twitter. Twit. What? Yeah, we... We're on Twitter. Oh wait, we've got at least sixteen followers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On Twitter. Yeah. Woof. That's crazy. I didn't even know we were on Twitter. I know you were speaking about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I made a Twitter
0: tweet? account. Do we put? Um, I do basically nothing on there. Yeah. Do we tweet? No, not 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 very often, Sam. No. Sometimes I'll steal whatever you've put on Instagram, because I don't do Instagram, and then it yeah, comes through yeah, onto yeah. the Facebook page because they're linked, and then I'll steal it from the
1: Facebook page and put it on Twitter sometimes. Re- repurposing. Yeah. yeah, it makes it's good sense. Mm-hmm working smart not hard pate hey eh? that's what you're yeah, all about lazy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 okay.
0: i am not a big social media guy you know that we've discussed this
1: lots of times I'm, I look, don't... I'm not i don't like it i don't like it either look at my business pages you know not the not the bloody podcast my actual businesses i don't post on them i should be should be doing it all the time I just don't like it. Mm. I have an assistant who posts generic shit on there, but it's not like engaged content for me. It's just shit that she's found that I've posted before. I just, I'm not motivated to do it. I'm all about helping real people in real scenarios. So I get it, mate. But, uh, yeah,
0: one of of the, so I'm obviously getting paid my full wage on lockdown. And one thing, sort of like the, I'm very lucky in my job. I don't really have a boss as such. We've got a group of volunteer directors who are just local people, retired businessmen. They might have their own businesses and they are essentially the people in charge of the leisure centre. But anyway, one of the things they've sort of said to us cause we're getting full, full pay um, on this lockdown is just sort of like keep up the social media presence and straight away, I'm just like, <laughs> what can you say? Like we're shut, we're shut still guys. <laughs> could be doing like workout videos what's this and, for sorry uh for work mate
1: is this for your community yeah, yeah. i think you've got huge opportunity right here i won't go off on no. it but i i think this you can, is you can go off on this it this is a great opportunity out of the
0: pod i'll take some ideas
1: all right okay we'll round up the podcast i think i'm gonna uh school pete on what i think he should do and then i'm gonna order myself a few old school flavors if i can i actually Ooh. am as well i've got it up in front right, of me. don't round up uh, the pod then yeah, what are you gonna order next go one uh, I'm going to order a few solar flavors. Um, I'm on totalfishingtackle.com. dot mm-hmm. um, They've got Esther Blend twelve in stock, um, and then I'm going to go to somewhere else and try and find the Winter Secret, which was uh, um, something that I rated very highly, as I did Esther Blend twelve. Dude, um, I think you get confused with find the, the your koiri. Winter
0: Secret with Esther Berry or one of the others. You use Esther Berry from Witchworth
1: a lot. No. Yes, I did, but that was a ready made. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was a ready made. I used to use Esther Blend 12 actual flavor. Okay. I bought a load of Esther uh, Blend 12 pots uh, from Homely. Uh, I Actually, you gave me one. They, I think I've got one. I think I've still got one. No way. Don't throw it away. Okay. When I come down for a social one day, maybe it'll happen. Dude, we need to do you that. You've got to bring this stuff mm-hmm. out to me. Yeah, we need to do that. I know, dude. I know. Yeah,
0: I've definitely still got um, a pot of that. I like, have still got the mackerel oil as well. Richworth mackerel oil. I've still got some of that somewhere.
1: Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Mate, it's all sorts. I'm jealous. Like my fishing gear. You'll laugh when we go fishing. You'll just it'll bring back memories for you cause, just the same. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> 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 like even my like. Remember, you bought that big chub sort of tackle box. That's for lads. Oh, okay. Yeah, 100%. that's the one I've got with dividers in. Um yeah
1: that wasn't for tackle that was for
0: um for leads dude that would have been a big lead pouch that was you had a lot of leads
1: yeah <laughs> I had a lot of leads you're like yeah well i i had, no, i had leads and i had marking i think i had a marker float in it as well or something yeah anyway forget it um so yeah i'm gonna do some ordering so we could talk about it on the next podcast
0: on a previous pod as well i said sort of like how i never use like a spod rod or a marker rod and i never use a marker float i just led around so i can like judge things blah 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 i'm in the market for a marker float
1: just so you know like <laughs> <laughs> you need a marker float buddy you oh. want to find spots oh there's silt there there's gravel that there. you need a yeah marker float. i mean
0: yeah this this lake i'm fishing is like the it is just the topography is insane and yeah i really now want a marker float because it is all over the place it's just weird, mate. I can't even describe to you how how much, of like, a, just a mind-boggler this lake is. Like, you cast around, and you'll be casting somewhere, and it's like, you're waiting for the drop, mate. And I'm guessing it's between 20 and 30 foot deep, like it's deep. And then you'll cast, like, two rod lengths to, like, the left or something. Do you know what I mean? So you're sort of, like, 20 foot away or whatever, 12 foot, 12, 20 foot. And it's like, you get a shallow drop. And then it's just, yeah, bizarre. It's just sort of like there's serious amount of bars and plateaus. It's just mental. Old cars.
1: Hmm? Old cars. Yeah. There'll be all sorts in yeah, there. Probably, man. Yeah,
0: It's probably like some of the old yeah. machinery yeah. that dug the flake and... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't doubt it. Yes, it's mad, mad, mad
1: that's awesome though something to get your, your teeth in yeah
0: hence why i need a uh, marker float. although i was walking around the other day and it was quite funny actually i had um took the dog this is before quarantine times um took the dog had my daughter who's just turned one and like a rucksack on my back <laughs> and i just had like my rods i was walking around just casting like leading around um and there was like one there was like well, there's two old boys fishing they were on the far side i was leading around all, opposite side of the lake it's fair sized lakes so i wasn't disturbing their fishing in any way shape or form and then i walked round and sort of had a chat with them and they were just amazed they literally could not believe i was walking around the lake with a baby <laughs> strapped to my back sort of leading around it was quite funny um but yeah there <laughs> we are
1: sort of dad goals isn't it awesome yeah absolutely yeah so you're in the market for a marker yeah, float. I used to have those little uh, ESP you got a spod ones. rod and stuff?
0: I used to have the little ESP, do you remember them? Like a little bubble float almost, like it's a small little marker float. Um, I won't be buying a marker rod, mate. I'm sort of not, not interested in that at the moment.
1: Have you got a spod rod?
0: No, 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 no. I use a spom. I've got one, I bought one of the little tiny mini spoms. Yeah. Um, which for the kind of fishing I do sort of perfect. You can just put out like say I'm fishing with sweet corn or whatever. You can get like a handful of corn in it. Um, I haven't fished with big beds of bait like that for a long time. And yeah. Anyway, the little mini spawn, if you're just using your normal, I've just got two and two and three quarter pound uh, scopes. That little mini spawn is perfect for them. Um, I just literally, if I'm fishing with like a lead clip or whatever, I just clip the spawn up onto that. I'll leave my leader on and I'll just like chuck out a few spawns off, off my third rod. Uh, yeah, perfect. Don't need a dedicated rod. I'm all about travelling light. So, one last thing. I've looked around oh, online for some sort of a like a cheap sort of a telescopic spawn uh, or spot rod, but
1: yeah, telescope. Ah, because why?
0: The um, because I'm fishing with scopes, not like a. Nah, telescopic, but obviously they've got the retractable mm. butt section. So I've been looking at the Sonic ones. I don't know if you've seen their extractor range of rods, just the scopes, but mm. half the price, less than half the price, I guess. So I've been looking at stuff like that and somebody else who I got in contact with, uh, who's messaging the the podcast, Facebook. I don't know if you saw those messages come in, uh, and he's buying like a black ops range of scope rods straight from the manufacturer in China. For like super cheap, um, yeah. But you have to buy minimum of fifty rods, but they're coming in at like fifty quid a rod or something outrageous. Don't know if you saw that. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I saw you. I saw you were talking to someone on there. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. pay too much attention to it. The yeah. trouble is
0: with doing that. So I bought through a Chinese manufacturer at work. Um, I imported some sea scooters. Have you seen those? They're like the underwater propeller rocket things do yeah that's it yeah you know so yeah, i ordered a load of them um went straight to a manufacturer in china it is not plain sailing it is quite it's quite a mission so you deal with the factory in china easy like broken english or whatever you think that's going to be tough that's the easiest bit they arrange for it to get on a boat for you basically but then like the shipping takes a huge, however, number of weeks. You've then got to pay import duty on those. In order to pay the import duty, you've got to get someone, like a broker, to uh, to get them through customs. Number one, you've got to get a broker who your employee is getting through customs, and you've got to get the broker to apply the right sort of like import duty tax on them so they get released from customs. Um, and then from customs as well, you can't just go and collect them, you have to arrange a courier to take them away for you. So it costs a huge amount of money importing anything like that. Um, from the one time I've done it, I wouldn't do it again. I'd just buy off the shelf in this country. <laughs> yeah. But there we go. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So how do we round this up? You know, We've already finished the podcast and now continued for another
1: 17 minutes. Yeah, I think we just rounded it up. I think that's it, guys. Um, We'll be back in your ear hole soon. See you later, guys.